Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 718 with a review of Triangle of Sadness. I'm Christopher Sazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, we are gathering to uh, talk about a little film that's trying to take on the rich and uh, knock them down a peg, maybe. And uh, if you've seen the trailer for this film... Uh, you know that there might be a lot of vomiting and sure. uh, poop water <laughs> flowing yeah. about at least some point in this film. My question for you, Stephen, is, uh, you know, we, 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 we like to go to an Alamo draft house. Um, right. We like to sit in a crowd full of people and, you know, eat some food sometimes, you know, maybe a pizza, a little Philly cheesesteak, maybe a brisket yeah. burger, you know, like... <laughs> Some nice, yummy dishes. Uh, did did you change your usual routine walking into this movie, knowing what you, you like? Know, <laughs> it, it's funny. I don't know if I intentionally did it for digestive reasons, but I did. Rather than having the alcohol and a burger, I had a like buffalo chicken pizza and black coffee <laughs> and i so I, that wasn't like being kind to my stomach but i think i was trying to avoid greasiness <laughs> um and i think it's because something in me knew how the middle of this movie was gonna gonna impact me yeah <laughs> what, was, I, what was your move oh well it's it, like first of all it just reminds me of uh remember when we went and saw raw at alamo draft house back in the day and like the server mm -hmm. came by and was like order food now i'll drop it as soon as i can you probably want to finish it before like the 30 minute mark <laughs> of this movie <laughs> i was like lady i got it i got i can watch somebody eat raw flesh it's gonna be fine yeah. um for this film burger I, medium rare please <laughs> But for this film, I, I just happened to grab a, a, a screening that was like at 2.30 in the afternoon. So it was like I had already had lunch. So I just I just went popcorn um, and an old fashioned, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, I had to go just classic movie uh, experience. See, I wouldn't have done cocktail because I could tell even from the trailer that people are going to be vomiting up some cocktails in this movie. <laughs> The good news is I couldn't really tell what was coming up at that point in the film. There is... See, I I thought your opening question was going to be that I recently did a luxury cruise. Did did I see people vomit or shit like, like in this movie? And the answer yeah. is surprisingly no. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't want to... <laughs> I didn't want to delve into the well and ask you about your luxury cruise experience. Um, but I did just in my head. There is... I, I, I think it's safe to say that <laughs> you and I probably didn't enjoy this film that much. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. I mean, well, you texted me after you saw it and apologized for making me watch the film. So at the very least, you don't right. think that I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never been more confident of anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was one bit. There is one gag, literally, in this film that actually made me laugh out loud, <laughs> and it is, there is, you know, the, the aforementioned vomiting all over the place that we're seeing, and there's this shot just from the outside of the boat, the squeegee rises up, <laughs> it just wipes down the window, and I, I, I've, I busted up laughing then, because the, like, the comedic timing there, I was like, oh, you can do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh... 
But yeah, we're not here to talk about squeegeeing vomit off the side of a $250 million luxury yacht. We are here to talk about Triangle of Sadness. Um, Steven, are you ready to get into this? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Triangle of Sadness, and then we're going to come back and give everyone a review. So, is this runway casting for a grumpy brand or a smiley brand? So it's a grumpy brand, yeah. Congratulations! Show me that Balenciaga look. Suddenly I'm dressed in something way less expensive. It's H&M! Yay! Balenciaga! And H&M! Balenciaga! And H&M! You look paid for the tickets. Not bad, huh? <laughs> so what do you do? I sell shit. The success of a luxury cruise mainly depends on you. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. It's always yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I command you, enjoy the moment. No, no, no. <laughs> what? You say no to me? No, no. Oh, so it's yes. Yeah, no. Yes. Go in. Yes. <laughs> the saints. Do you think it's possible to wash them? I don't think that's possible, ma'am, because this is a motorized vessel. Yeah. So we don't have any sails. It was sails. Yes. Well, then, in that case, we will clean the sails. Yes. Of course. Yes. To love. A Russian capitalist and an American <laughs> communist. On a $250 million luxury yacht. Going under. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just the snow, but for everyone. This is really bad. This is really, really bad. All right, so that was the trailer for Triangle of Sadness. Um, it is, uh, you know, about a bunch of a uh, you know wealthy folks who go on this luxury yacht, and uh, you know, shit goes down because everybody is too busy trying to enjoy uh, the perks of being extremely wealthy, um, and uh, it's sort of the fallout maybe from what happens when you let the rich control everything um steven miller what did you think of triangle of sadness wow that that was somehow a more coherent <laughs> narrative of the movie than what the movie was as far as i could tell um so okay i really enjoyed force majeure like i i like ruben oslin's sense of humor 
I thought that movie was brilliant because it was honing in on one shameful thing a person did, a thing that you like wish no one would notice. And then it put it under a microscope. It just makes you like squirm under the awkwardness for two hours. That is what I think he does really well. At the start, this seems like it could be the kind of movie that does that. It starts with a relationship between Carl and Yaya and an awkward interaction at dinner. And there was a moment when I was like, oh, is this going to like unravel the awkwardness about money where no one wants to talk about it and yet they're living lives of luxury where they flaunt it and is, there's going to be something interesting here about like the tiny interpersonal details and how those jut against the big grand details i was like okay i'm on board relationship drama started to go a little bit broad there was a lot more yelling and crying and stuff than i expected but it was like okay the table <laughs> is set now you know i'm ready for them to get on the boat ready for them to meet other characters now maybe we're going to get a little backstory for each of them maybe there's going to be five couples on the boat and i'm going to see what led all of them to the boat and they'll all be different variations on this theme you're imagining nope. like lost yeah, or, or something. <laughs> something where it is like using the boat to collide different viewpoints. Uh, but no, they're just on the boat. They're on the boat after that. Feels like they started filming with no one else on the boat for a while. Like it didn't even feel like they were actually on a luxury cruise. We just see them like lounging around the whole of the ship or something. I don't know. It, already something about the movie feels a little oddly paced. Um, yeah. But then... You know, the comedy starts to ensue. We meet more people on the boat, uh, more probably terrible people. I, again, did a luxury cruise. I understand <laughs> the feeling of, like, talking to someone and realizing, like, oh, you made your money doing something probably evil, and you are, like, ungodly wealthy. This is going to be an interesting night. You know, like, there were things there where when the movie started to kick into gear, I was vibing with. And I contend... It sounds like you don't feel this way. I contend that there is a fantastic like 20 minute short or 25 minute short about a captain's dinner on a luxury cruise where all of these different rich people are trying to mingle with the staff and disgustingly fancy food is being served and they're slowly getting more and more sick but pretending to enjoy themselves and then all hell breaks loose. I think that movie, which is most of the trailer, would be a very good short film if you didn't have backstory for the characters and if it ended right when the major gross out was really hitting the crescendo I, I laughed a lot at those parts of the movie I like I really enjoyed myself there there's all these little details that I think they got right about how being in an environment like this like everyone wants to be having a wonderful time you know they, people are given like oysters covered in caviar and they look disgusting and you know they're all nauseous but they're just like making a meal out of like slurping them down forever while they talk <laughs> about like the the grenades that they manufacture you know <laughs> and, and and there was something there where i was i was having a blast during that part of the movie and i was like okay <laughs> so we're all Ruben's the gonna recover yeah, Ruben's going to recover. Um, he's, you know, he's going to turn it around. It's going to be this like symphony of madness from here on out. And it is going to be great. But no, he just escalates without having any meaning. Woody Harrelson, I would say, is completely wasted in this movie. There's this premise in the trailer of like a communist captain and a capitalist Russian guy having an argument that is just completely like 
bloated and self-aggrandizing and doesn't have a single funny joke and just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And then it turns out there's an act three of this movie that lasts eight hours. <laughs> that <laughs> takes place on an island that I understand the social commentary, right? Anyone who watches two seconds of that act understands the social commentary of hierarchies and wealth are very different when you have to survive and what does the world look like, blah, blah, blah. I found it like excruciatingly boring. I could not believe how long this movie dragged that third act. And it went what would have been like a, you know, a C movie for me would have been like, well, it had a really funny middle section. It was a little bit too bloated. By the end of this movie, I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> what are, how long are you going to make me watch the fallout of this when you're not adding anything new to the equation? It just, it, it feels like this movie just has one idea, which is rich people are hypocrites and they want power, but they don't actually have any meaningful skill set. You know, they don't know what to do when they have it. And it doesn't explore it. It just like beats a dead donkey over and over and over and over and over. And, over. and it, it really frustrated me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure the director wanted me to feel angry by the end. I can't imagine he didn't know that this is like an infuriatingly long, drawn out, <laughs> bloated comedy. But I, it, I didn't feel like it had a point. It just felt obvious and frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I yeah. So I will concede everything about that dinner is great. Um, mm -hmm. The the lead into the dinner, like the fact that the dinner has been pushed because of something else, and that that yeah. pushing of that thing, it, and like the people on the boat are like, we have to say yes. Like you know, all the food will yep. be bad, right? <laughs> like yeah, I I love that setup and payoff. Like force all the staff on the entire boat to do something stupid instead of prepare the food. Here's the punishment. I, I do enjoy all of the rich folk trying to pretend like everything is fine with their meal. There's even there's even a scene where uh, there, there's an older gentleman um, who sort of takes some collateral damage while he's trying to yep. eat. And you see this like it's, it's a brilliant moment of acting, which I don't know if it was like an ad lib or whatever the physical version of ad libbing is um, where he... He decides whether or not he's still going to take a bite of that food after he's just been sprayed by vomit by somebody else. All of that mm. works amazingly. The you know the woman sliding around the boat trying to oh, yeah. like get a chance to puke in the toilet is brilliant. All that comedy works because that is universal common like that is universal comedy. This film really thinks it's dissecting what what it means like <laughs> it. It wants to have so many moments where it's like, oh, do you see how I'm really like thinking about this situation? Like in that opening, uh, is this a smiley brand or a grumpy band? In, in, in that opening scene, there's a scene where like this guy is interviewing a bunch of male models and there's this joke where I guess where the guy is like, how did your parents think about you becoming a male model? And like you, you like my American brain is going like, oh, like because something about American, like male models, blah, 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 blah. And the mm -hmm. joke is like, how does it feel to make way less than a woman? Clearly, that is a role reversal joke where mm -hmm. this non-American, I guess, is is trying to make a joke about like, oh, isn't it so whatever? And I'm like, OK, a little heavy handed. 
next scene is a couple at dinner and they're starting to have an argument over who pays the bill. And then it turns into this theoretical commentary on traditional gender roles. But then the character goes, I don't want to be in traditional. Like he, he's just saying the words about like, if it was just watch them have a very natural argument about it. And you pick up on the fact that the roles are reversed between this man and a woman. And like, maybe that's saying something, but like the fact that everything is so on the nose and you're watching just, just every single thing that feels like as a dissection of anything about our social norms goes on for way too long and it goes such a, so beyond a metaphorical dissection into like just stating things you know that that dinner scene could have could have been interesting and could have been a interesting conversation to have but it wasn't the the dynamics on the island could could be an interesting thing to do but you get it and instead of being like oh yeah cool like the in there clean toilets out here i'm the captain that that that's one sentence and you've done the entire metaphor you've made your statement now you're gonna beat like as you said beat that donkey to death forever continually trying to make this commentary and it's like i don't i don't really think you're saying anything maybe you think you're saying something filmmaker but i'm like you you done said it it's kind of like you know i i'm one of the like you know i I, i'm one of the people that didn't enjoy uh force majeure that much um I enjoyed parts of it, but I just didn't really think it was doing that much. Uh, but, but, you know, I'll even jump off to another film that I think everybody else loved more than me, um, which the name is escaping me, but it's a very force majeure presence uh, about the two couples who are going on that little, you know, the movie I'm talking right. about. Right, right. Uh, the Loneliest Planet? Yeah, Loneliest Planet, something like that. That, that. Yeah, yeah. That film, I was like, loved it. Then the moment happens and I'm like, that's the whole movie. I get it. <laughs> And then it wants to go on. And I, I just wasn't as satisfied with how the going on, like basically that movie had me up until that moment. I was like, holy shit. But I was like, I would have loved that movie more if it faded to black and just like, you know, what comes next. <laughs> you know what I mean? This film, right. I had the exact opposite. Like this, this film ends on half a thought. Like, like, will this character do the thing you think they're going to do? That is its own little thesis, right? <laughs> this person potentially rolls reversed. They might want to keep it that way. What are they going to do? But then the dude's just running through the jungle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> like, is that I know what's about to happen. Maybe I can get there in time. Or is that just because like maybe maybe he's got to throw up again because he found some bad pretzels or something. <laughs> I don't yeah, I have no idea. I, I have no idea why he's running. I I feel like the whole island sequence is like filmed on like 0.5x speed or something that I found it like excruciating to watch. Like you, you talked about, you know, on the ship, I clean and you give orders here. I give you orders. I feel like that scene is like 40 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> like that is my memory of that conversation is it's like, let me tell you the theme. Roles are reversed. <laughs> Roles are reversed. <laughs> you are wealthy. And yet here we are in a situation where your wealth does not give you power. Whereas I like that is my yeah, memory yeah. of that whole part of the movie is I was just like, is this all you're going to say? With all the time, I feel like it's an hour of the movie takes place on the island. Yeah, yeah. And 
it has about one minute of thoughts <laughs> to fill an hour with. It is just like unbelievably self-indulgent. Can, can I ask you something? Do you think, I mean, I don't think the film, I don't, I don't think this is in the text of the film, but do you think there's a chance that her incredible ability to fish is actually something else? Yeah. I, th I thought of that for sure. Uh, so you think... Especially when uh, she catches a certain animal that we had seen the night before um, in a different context. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. This this movie... I, I, was, I was almost tempted to go back and watch The Square. Like, I, I didn't even realize before we had a conversation about it that it was the same person, but watching the trailer mm -hmm. and having seen the trailer for The Square, they felt like they were in the same boat. Um... <laughs> And I was like, I hated that movie so much. Do I just go watch The Square and see if I also hate it? Or do just I... Just complete the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Do my own force majeure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I The Square, it's another like palm-winning comedy by this guy that I feel like didn't make any like social footprint at all. Like, no critics wanted to talk about it. Um Maybe I'll go back and watch it, but I, the level of commentary, like, this movie spends time, some of it in the trailer, some of it not, where it is talking about influencers and Instagram culture and people experiencing a thing through their phone, and it feels a hundred years old in yeah. its, like, attempt to comment on society and beauty and standards and all that stuff. And, like, it just feels like an embarrassing old man being, like why are you looking through the phone? The world is right in front of you. Or like, it just like, Oh, you're gluten intolerant, sweetie. Like it, it just feels so dumb and on the nose. And now when I think about him making a film, satirizing the art world, I cringe because I can, I hope it is more clever. I hope it is a very clever movie, but I cringe at all the ways that it might be completely unclever and still yeah. have gotten, massive praise by critical communities for unknown reasons like something that is in the water in france when they're watching comedies and so they're just so glad it isn't like another like depressing drama they just are like that was the funniest thing i've ever seen i didn't understand any of it but i laughed a lot i haven't slept in two weeks <laughs> so, so here's my here's my here's my question the thing i was thinking because i like i know that this is a palm whatever winning blah 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 thing mm. but my question is over there do films that satirize any level of culture, any specific culture at all, get treated like films in America at the Oscars when you make a film about making films? Like, is it one of those things where, like, everybody's going to stand up and fucking clap and, and be like, oh, my God, Maybe. this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the international aspect, I don't mean because it is not American. I mean, because it is a festival where people all over the world, including Americans, are sitting together. Yeah, there is a sort of humor that everyone can identify with. And there's some joy in them all identifying it together that I think bumps it up beyond what it otherwise would have been. I, I don't know. Comedy is a can are very hit and miss. The exception to me, which I would say is, has very strong comic beats in parts, is Parasite. But that also did have that joy still of everyone being like, wow, this movie is just completely eating the rich, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And I can kind of imagine a world where sitting in the theater at Cannes on day like 11 or whatever, watching this movie surrounded by other people and having everyone laugh while like shit is spewing out of a toilet and like a rich lady flops around in the boat. I can get it. I can kind of get how you would like drink the festival Kool-Aid and be like, this movie is amazing. Um, I just don't know how anyone survived that third act and still felt positive about this movie. That is a mystery to me. Like, yeah. I don't think any amount of sleep deprivation would have made it funny the like 50th time they imply that the guy is going to the um, the lifeboat for sex. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's just, I was trying to figure it out, but I uh, couldn't. Also, how many bags of pretzels did she have? Because <laughs> I was trying to do pretzel math <laughs> and I was like, like and, and hey hey don't get me wrong i love me some pretzels some some oh, schneider's yeah. pretzel bits the the big the big old ones that you get from costco in the tub like all kinds of pretzels Ooh. hot pretzels straight peanut from the butter oven. filled peanut butter filled pretzels dude I, I i mean i don't know what i do on an island for some peanut butter filled pretzels but i like it's a really big deal for the girlfriend character that she doesn't know exactly what's going on. She's trying to create stipulations like you have to you have to give her something with blah 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 blah. And and then and then at some point you're just like, fuck it, I want my pretzels. <laughs> and right. I'm like, first of all, isn't there gluten in pretzels? <laughs> is, there, is there not? Good question. I think there there is such a thing as gluten free pretzels. Do you, th um, do you think that the the pretzel sticks that just happen to be on the 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 lifeboat are gluten free. It's a great question. Great question. Maybe she avoids gluten for her image or her weight, and on an island, you uh, abandon some of those principles. That makes sense. <laughs> that was a real zag. I was not expecting gluten to be the question at the end of all this. I thought your question was how many bags of pretzels are secretly hiding in her backpack. <laughs> no, that that was my that was my starting question. My my mm -hmm. my ending question is is how many <laughs> isn't there? And that was just something in the back of my head. I was like, what? Like, how is she okay with everything just because of pretzels? And then I was like, wait, mm. she's gluten intolerant. Mm. I don't know what gluten is. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> oh god. This movie. See, if you just like made that pretzel point for another like two and a half hours, you would have made this movie. <laughs> you out there don't eat gluten. Here on island, eat gluten. <laughs> Me and you recording a podcast on a boat loudly to everyone. Like, and here, gluten is known to cause inflammation. Aha. <laughs> Let me redo this yet, gluten quote. <laughs> Man cannot live on bread alone. The Bible. Your move. <laughs> I I actually enjoyed that scene. Not 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 because it was saying anything, but I just I like the idea of just two drunk men who aren't actually having a conversation, just being like, let me get out my phone and read you a quote that I conveniently just have mm -hmm. in my notes app or whatever the hell it was. Like there was there was something fun about those the way those two characters like it was like they were they both thought they were just getting the other person over, so it wasn't even like a conflict. It was just them trading, trading bouts of reading, and it like when he just pulls up his books and makes them start reading it to the entire crew. 
don't know. I, I, I kind of enjoyed just the, the humor of that. No, I, there's a version of this movie where those two arguing back and forth are very funny. Um, in what was going on in this movie at the same time and the amount of time the scene drags on while all chaos happens to the boat and then the final little coda of what actually happens to the boat at the end, which as far as I can tell has nothing to do with anything that had happened up until this moment. Um, I don't know, it, it all combined to make me feel like it was just a total waste of Woody Harrelson. But there's a version where I love me drunk Woody Harrelson, love two drunk people trying to win an argument by quoting things at each other and not even paying attention to what they're saying. Big, yeah. big fan of all that. Didn't work in this movie for me, unfortunately. Gotcha. Cool. Well, any last thoughts before we you know, crash our boat off into whatever? Crash away. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephen Miller, it's time for verdicts. If you're going to give us a must-see, reckon with the caveat, wait for until pass the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I am bringing this up to pass with a caveat only because I really do think the 25-minute short or whatever at the middle of this movie is very, very funny, and I laughed out loud quite a bit. And to me, if I laugh out loud more than once, I'm not going must-avoid. Like, there is, like, something to make this a funny comedy. I think it would be a much better movie if you just like left at the halfway mark. <laughs> um, you know, to, to do your classic thought experiment of if the power went out, how would you feel about it? If if the movie ended with like woman sliding around on the tile trying to vomit, I would be like, okay, I see you. I see you movie. That was pretty okay. <laughs> um, it went out on top. But the the final hour is just like unforgivably boring to me i just i don't know i just can't imagine anyone leaving this movie on a high note and anecdotally in my theater people were laughing halfway through the movie everyone just like left in silence at the end of the movie i didn't hear anyone <laughs> chuckling or anything i i feel like this movie really just deflates in the second half yeah i i i would even do it do you one better uh don't don't leave after that wait to come in until everybody gets the boat, <laughs> stay till everything goes crazy, and then leave. So don't even skip the first mm. third and the last third. Just watch the middle third. For me, this is a must avoid. Um, I definitely did not like this film. Uh, anyone, anyone bit. So whew, there it is. That is our review of Triangle of Sadness. Also, Stephen, we did not even talk about yet that like that like there are lots of films right where uh you know the the name of the film comes from like something the you know the a character saves or encounters later on or you know their childhood sled or <laughs> you know like uh you know there, there's things where you can have an important moment and just name the movie after that fucking triangle of sadness is what like uh, a casting agent calls your frowny face and that ha like has nothing to do with anything else in the film yeah i don't know why it was named that at least in english apparently and i can't pronounce french but the the when it premiered a can the title was sans filtre like without a filter which fits more with the instagram thing but still again i wonder if they just like pick these names out of a hat <laughs> i don't know it uh <laughs> i i don't 
I don't feel like the name fits well. The only thing I liked about that name is before I learned why it came from, I could have imagined it was like a Bermuda Triangle yeah, type yeah. thing, I th- which I think, I think they at least kind of want you to think that that might be what it's about. That that feels like somebody in the production company is going to be like, no one's going to want to fucking see this movie. And they're like, how do we get people to do it? Like, I don't know. Like people like Lost and Boat, you know, traveling mishaps where people end up on an island. Fuck it. What if we took that triangle sadness line and implied that the sadness triangle was Bermuda Triangle and then people would be like, mm-hmm. what kind of weird stuff could happen there? And then, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I expect. Yeah. But anyways, Stephen Miller, people want to find you that the week. Where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're finally free, Stephen. Finally free to do something. I don't know. <laughs> to eat weird sea urchin gel and um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Spend were, money. <laughs> were there any of those dishes that look good to you in that movie? Um. I feel like there was I, the octopus looked good to me, even yeah. though I knew it like wasn't good. Like that's the problem. I knew from prior scenes that it wasn't going to be good. But yeah. like, octopus is damn tasty looking. I feel like the other thing too is like I feel like these people would have genuinely gen, like it's if there's somebody who doesn't belong there, who is like this this tastes wrong, but I have to continue eating it. Then the joke works because it's somebody who thinks this is disgusting, but just assumes that every it's normal for everybody else and tries to play into it. But the fact that everybody there was not, was not enjoying it. I do love the old lady though, trying to, trying to like give me more champagne so I can wash this yeah. down. That was a, that was a good visual gag. Um, the, all I can say to that point is there is something about quote luxury or at least like cheap luxury where it's like, things aren't even good anymore but people feel like it's fancy and so they want to like it and i think that is a real thing about like very rich people (laughs) at least that i've observed in situations like this is someone will serve like flavorless okay so rotten food probably wouldn't fly but like flavorless food that is not as good as a hamburger i can totally imagine a bunch of people you know eating that and pretending it was delicious just because they think they're supposed to yeah i think like rich people often have very bad taste (laughs) that's what i've noticed (laughs) Uh, well i guess we'll find out uh when when it comes time for the menu which I'm yeah. still super stoked I, mean, I was going to say, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, damn, I hope the menu pulls this off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. That's a review. And uh, unlike that movie, we're not just going to go on for hours. We're going to say goodbye. No, we're done. Right now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.